Texas. I am Boone. I'm Levi. <laughs> oh, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a good one where I was. How about yes. you? Yes. Oh, I had a great Thanksgiving. Like, get a little time yeah. off of work, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a four-day weekend. That was real nice. Dang. Real nice. Kind of stinks that i got to go back to work tomorrow, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here it comes, dude. Yeah. The old bummer. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, we'll get started today. Uh, just right off the bat, I was thinking, I was like in... I've gone to a few places, and uh, I've never... I definitely don't have a problem with people who feel comfortable like wearing masks and, and doing that. I definitely don't. I, I've seen people wearing masks before like wearing masks was something that you've had to do in most places, right? Yeah. Like I've seen older people wearing them or something cautiously. Very, very seldom did I ever see that, but right. I have seen it before. I understand why people would, would think to take that precaution in certain situations, right? I'm probably in the minority in a lot of places by not thinking that ma- mask they've proven to not work, right? right? To me, in my opinion. I think that it's ridiculous that we're still wearing them, that, that yeah. people are mandated to wear them. I mean, it hasn't worked up to this point, in my opinion. Uh, from what I see, it is what I mean. It's it even says on the side of the boxes, I believe, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> it does. Masks. <laughs> okay, so, but I, I look around at people, man. I just feel like people are demoralized, and and I've kind of uh, I was lucky enough when I was younger to get onto a, a channel like a, a a publication called the Trends Journal. It's a guy named Gerald Salente, and he lives up in Kingston, New York. And he created this publication a lot of years ago. He's been doing it for decades. Basically, like, current events form future trends. And I just got into listening to, you know, their view of the world and what they had to say about what was going to happen in the future and by what was going on in today's world, you know. And one question that Gerald Salente has brought up in the past, and uh, I think about it from time to time just because he brought it to my attention, is that, like, what is it within the human spirit, man? Like you think about the Spartans, you know, the story of the Spartans, right? It's like this great story or, and I'm not saying that you need to be violent or anything like that. I'm just saying, what is it in the human spirit that is allowing uh, for this, this control society that we live in, you know, whether it's just the just the court of popular opinion, like whatever happened to kind of like, who cares what people think as long as you're not hurting anyone else. And like, I guarantee you if you're out and you stay six feet away from people and you're not hurting anybody, right. you know, I mean, it's, what is it in our spirit that is allowing for this control, like shutting down of the businesses and, and not together making a stand against these people that we've elected to protect us, to protect our rights protect our freedoms, and now they are actually taking the businesses that these people have saved up for, you know, spent their time, their effort, their money in building, right. and they're taking that away from them. Like, when, what it, what's going on and what's in our spirit? That's like, Is there something, is there a point where we're going to hit this and say, enough's enough? I think so. I think that, uh, you know, you kind of touched on this in an earlier episode that uh, liberty is a new idea. For the vast majority of humans, uh, at least our recorded existence, uh, serfdom has been the general uh, state of man, of the, of the average man, at least, in this world. Uh, and the Enlightenment period, you know, and the American Revolution, it was an anomaly, really, in human history. And ever since the American Revolution, 
which was kind of like the climax of the uh, of the you know of liberty, really, you know, in the world. And then ever since then, though, our government has just gotten bigger and bigger, and the American people have asked our government to do more and more. I think that the government we live under today is a, a direct result of like your New Deal government, you know, that came out of uh, came out of the Great Depression, you know. The Great Depression really shifted American politics away from liberty because, you know, uh, at the time, I'm sure that most people went along with it because they had the best of intentions because they genuinely believed that, you know, we're going through a terrible time right now. We need to, you know, we need to, the government to, to bail people out and to help people, you know, get back on their feet after the Great Depression. The Great Depression was horrible. And I'm not saying that it wasn't. Uh, but I believe that the precedent set during the Great De- after the Great Depression, the idea that we need the government to come in and more regulation, more, you know, and the American people over time have become more and more acceptive of more government. And it's gotten to this point where, you know, it's, I mean, everybody's pretty much, I mean, it's natural to just have a, a go along to get along, you know, go along to get along attitude about it. Uh, and, you know, it, nobody wants to be confrontational. Nobody wants to be given a hard time. You know, most people are just like, all right, whatever, you know, I'll put on, I'll put on the mask because, you know, because they told me to, and I don't feel like standing here and arguing with you about it. And, you know, don't want to let my kids yeah, down. You yeah. know, I already promised them we'd come right, here. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, and I think that that's, you know, it's in the, uh, I believe the declaration of independence, you know, that where Thomas Jefferson talks about, you know, people throughout time have always proven that we'll we'll accept a, a good amount of tyranny you know yeah you know uh, you'll get as much tyranny as you as you as you allow yourself most to people live under, want to live much. happy most people quiet. just want to live happy most people just want to have a peaceful existence and if that means living under a little bit of you know constraints to their freedom most the majority of people will have no problem with that it's only usually when people are tipped over the the edge, uh, not necessarily financially, but I think like you were saying morally, you know, uh, like I think right that's now. when yeah, like right now, yeah, no, that's yeah, uh, I think that's when civilizations might start to uh, you know rise up. Like the American colonists, you know, a, a lot of people use them as an example of, you know, people who have nothing to, to lose will rise up, you know, because I think a lot of people, when they think of the American colonists, they think of this rough and tumble frontiersman, you know, live, who lives in a log cabin and hunts for all of his food and he doesn't need the government for anything. You know, I'm not saying there weren't those people. There certainly were. Uh, on the western frontier, many people who lived like that. But there was, you know, the, the colonies at the time of the American Revolution were very clustered around the eastern seaboard. You know, there were frontiersmen, but there weren't nearly as many of them as there were people who lived in the larger cities on the on the eastern uh, seaboard who, you know, really were. They, they did rely on the, many of them, the merchants and stuff, you know, they did rely on uh, on favors and stuff from the British government, you know, uh, you know, uh, but 
eventually that those taxes just kind of tipped them over the edge. And they weren't necessarily a people who, like I said, you know, not, not all of them were out on the frontier carving out a life. They were people who had, for their time... Comfortable lives, you yeah, know, exactly you know, right. very comfortable lives. They didn't want they didn't any, want, they they didn't want to lose those comfortable lives. But something, there was and a that, point. And that's, that's the thing, you know, most people, you know, we have comfortable lives. I think that... Uh, was it the I tea party? That, was that was that really what set it over the edge, in your opinion? That one, the, the spilling tea, tea? Like, was that, like, well, I guess it was just a tax, it was the taxation on tea, right? Like, right, there was a tax on tea. It, it it ended up being one of the only taxes that the British government didn't lift after uh, uh, the Stamp Act, I believe it was. It was the Stamp Act, and they lifted taxes because a lot there were protests over the Stamp Act, and they lifted a bunch of taxes except for the tax on tea. Yeah, and so I think the tea put the, the I'm pretty sure the Tea Party was kind of an but there's probably a, a, a lot more that was that. pushing. But them there was over a the lot edge. more than just the Stamp Act at that yeah, time. I yeah. mean, really, the British government had well, and, had funneled the merchants pretty much, you yeah. know, right down their alley. Yeah. Well, and know? so, and we, st- I started this too by saying uh, talking about Gerald Salente, and it's funny because one of the quotes he always says, and and again, all credit to him. I really am lucky to have strolled across people like him that were free thinkers early in my life, like because of. YouTube and other thing, other platforms. Even their, I like you know their websites and their publications that I, I eventually found. But um, he says when people have lost everything and they have nothing left to lose, they lose it. Yeah, you know, and oh, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly what does happen. And and I actually think there's a lot of resistance going on right now that they're not allowing make the news anymore because the media is now the old what used to be the free press on the internet that came up out of nowhere is no longer that way and. They do suppress information, no doubt about it. Right. And I do think, uh, especially from gym owners and a certain uh, group of people that are standing up to the lockdowns more than the mask, uh, it's the lockdowns that they're really pushing back on. But this, it could definitely be the, uh, you know, could be the straw. You right. know what I'm saying? That could be one of them. But yeah. yeah, to answer your question, I mean, to answer the question, I don't know. Uh, I, I I just think I think you're right. I think that it is just that people don't want confrontation, man. You know, people have their right. kids. They see their kids. They don't want. They know that. You know, some people do know what we obviously. You know, we all have family members that were in the Vietnam War, right. and in the Iraq War and, and Afghanistan War. You know what war means. You know, uh, those, those people know what war means. Their families know what war means. Right. They don't want that type of confrontation. They don't want that yeah, to happen, especially on their own soil. Right. You know, uh, they really didn't ever probably want it in the Middle East, really, in a lot of ways. But right. they don't want it here, for sure. And I think that all kind of plays into their mind, you know. They don't want to see their businesses get destroyed. And, right. But if their businesses are going to get destroyed anyways, you know, yeah. then you kind of, right. it kind of begs the question. But um, the other thing about that, uh, you talked about the Great Depression, how that kind of colluded with government getting bigger and kind of getting away from from freedom, and I also think that wars have done that. Oh, I would yes. say World War One yeah. was a big and a very expensive war, and what mm-hmm. came right before World War One, the Federal, Federal Reserve, Reserve Act of 1913, right? That's right. So we all know that, and that was funded, <laughs> yep. and and World War One was able to be financed, and then World War Two, which you know, like it or love it, but you know, again at the time it was a, it needed to happen, right? I mean, right. You well, know? I mean yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you could definitely make the argument. I, I, I mean, I don't know so much about Americans' involvement in World War One. How necessarily, how necessary yeah. that really was. You have to separate World the two. War, World yeah. War Two. I meant World War Two yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know that could have been something that Allies came up regardless what the weapons looked like. What the Fed has done more uh, is it's promoted the arms race more than anything. It didn't necessarily say the Fed didn't fund the American side on World War II. It probably really kind of funds everybody because it just funds the the money supply and how much investment can go into armaments and, and things like that, I'm sure. I could be wrong about that. That's the way I kind of see it, though, is that war kind of expands government. Oh, it absolutely it seems, does. It seems like yes. it does. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a deep question, and uh, I think that people should... You know, this is what Ron Paul always said is like, what is our relationship with, with our government? You know, right. what is it? What is it just in the basis of yeah. things? Do we what is want our them? There for? Yeah, do we want them to seriously be in? Do you want them to be able to come into your business and tell you when you can run it and when you cannot run it and when you can do hire an employee, who you can hire, who you cannot hire? Do you think they can do that? Probably, I don't think no, they can. I don't believe they can. So, you know, I think the smaller the government can be just to make sure that we all have our protected rights so we don't step on each other from all walks of life. And it could always be better, I'm sure. But that's that's their that's their job, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, if we could get back to that, I think that we would find more within our spirits to be able to, you know, believe in ourselves more, you know? Because when you do have that mentality of like, oh, this person's going to take care of me, well, then you also, you're kind of giving up, like, your, your want to. Right. Like, why do you want to get better then if they're just going to take care of you? If you got all the health care you need, remember we yep. talked about that. Why, why be healthy, right? Yep. And uh, well, you should want to be better every day. You should want to get better. You should want to work through your trials and tribulations. And, and you should face atroversity. Everyone's going to face atroversity, you know. Everyone's going to face hard times. And you should face those with... Uh, with the with a good spirit and and the best spirit you can and and grow through it you know and uh that's just lost in people now man right. people are beat down these days man i see it in people's eyes man wearing masks and outside we were cutting down christmas trees dude everyone has a mask on it's a big field dude we're not even anywhere near each other people are beat down man oh, I, I i i'm there's i'm going to say this i was thinking this on the way here and i didn't write the, i didn't like put this in our agenda but right. I have this thought, and, I, and I'm just serious because I'm a positive person. I'm going to go out and play music, and I'm going to smile and inflict as much positivity as I can because that's what I believe. I, I want to live a happy life like everybody else, you know? But I believe that the next three or four months in this country and in every country, you're gonna, it, the, it's going to be important, very important right. what happens because people are tired of this, I think. And and it it's not going away. No, they're not going to stop. They're not. And I'm not talking about COVID nineteen. That's not right. going away either. That's exactly right. why we should live with it and should have from the beginning. Yep. And you shouldn't give a few people the control over the whole entire population to tell them what they can and cannot do with their lives. It's ridiculous. Right. You know, and it breaks everybody down, dude. And you see it in people's eyes. If you can't see it in people's eyes, then yeah. you're floating somewhere else. You know, it's right. not my, that's not what I see. So we'll jump into uh, segment two. And this is something that I've just been seeing personally in a lot of um, things that have coming up and that is student debt. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know how important this is in the grand scheme of things because uh, student debt 
it in 2019, I think it said it was. I have the website. I can pull it up here in a minute. Um, it said it was 1.5 trillion dollars in debt is what is from student loan debt, which is a lot. But I mean, what is our debt total? Isn't oh, it like man, 22? Like, what, 22. We're approaching 30 trillion. Yeah. So I how mean, much is 1.5 really in the grand yeah. scheme of things, anyways? Uh, but it's not the debt itself that I, I'm really asking about here, Levi. It's more that um, it's a it's a it's a debate that came up within this argument, and that is the older generation seems to say you made a deal, pay it back, right. or it's even some of the younger generations. You know, maybe some. You know, probably who says that are people who have worked hard and paid back their loans too, right. and they don't want to see people get their loans partner they've paid, and that's understandable. 100%. I, I completely understand that argument. Right. Then other people in the younger generations who can't afford to pay theirs back, they failed out of college, they never got a good job out of college, they finished but never got a good job, they can't pay it back. They say, forgive these student loan debts. Right. You know, it's a, it's a scam, basically. You know, I'm, I can't go into a bar and drink, but I can borrow $100,000 from the government I can get in a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt the day before I even graduate from high school. Yeah. To get into a college where I'm not guaranteed a very high paying job out of it, it's not a guarantee. Right. You know that sounds like kind of a bad bet for the person giving the loan. Yeah. It doesn't sound like something you might get back, right? Yeah. Uh, really, it yeah. seems like something they might default on. Right. Uh, so, the bigger question is who's. What who who what argument do you see more in line with? Do you think that the student loan debt should just be? <laughs> no, I, I I would probably fall more in line with the argument of you you know you made a you made a you took out a loan pay it back, you know, uh, I took out a you know a, a mortgage. Hell, I, I should go start a <laughs> I should go start a movement. You know, hell, forgive mortgages, man. Come on, let's do it. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, Personally, I didn't, you know, I never attended college, so uh, this is not a. You were wise. I, this is not something I ever had to deal with, so I'm not. I'm not really, ex- you know, I don't. I'm not very experienced in this. Uh, in this particular uh, argument, but uh, God bless you for yeah, it. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that. Yeah, pretty much. You took out a loan, pay it back. You know, I. I think that, like you said, even if they did just forgive them. Like you brought up, it would just be a, a pebble on the pile of the of the debt. You know, it's it's not yeah. The like, one point five trillion is you know, not the issue. It's just the idea, right? It's just the idea of it. And you know, yeah, I don't I don't agree with the idea of uh, of using the the national debt to pay off these to pay off these student loans. Here, I, I I do agree. I actually agree with that. If I had to decide one or the other, I would say we need to have a system where if you make a deal, you pay it back. Right. And I and I have business debts that I owe still to this day. I have right. debts that I will owe until the day I pay them back if I'm still if I'm dead first, you know, yeah. and I I I will always do my best to do that and I, you know, I think it is important to do that. And I but I also understand that if you're broke, you're broke. You know, and you can't pay it back and, 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 you know, interest compiles and it becomes a mountain of debt that you can't, the system is broken. Right. You know, you can't ignore that. And and here's the thing is, if an 18 year old gets out of school and says, hey, I don't have a job or anything, but uh, I'm going to get a mortgage. Can I get a mortgage? What's the bank going to say? <laughs> no, way. Yeah, no way. No way. No way I'm going to give you a mortgage. Go right. get a couple of years of work. 
build some work credit history, you know, get a, get a couple of gas credit cards, build up your credit. Right. Then we can talk about doing something else, you know, get an automobile, pay it off, whatever. Right. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Right. But you go get a student loan, we'll give you $100,000 right now. Yeah. You know, that's the problem there and lies a big problem right there. And uh, it can't be ignored. They, the banks who gave those loans, they deserve some of the responsibility for giving those loans. That was a dumb mistake yeah, yeah. to do that. And the government did it. Right. You know, well, the government you, insures yeah, it. Yeah, insures it. The government it. acts as and, the safety Exactly. Net. Okay. You know, they wouldn't be Fannie nearly Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, and all the... Before we, you know, before before we started this evening, we were talking about that, and I, and I mentioned how you know the government's involvement, the government's that that safety net, it makes banks a lot more careless about who they give a loan to because the bank knows that if they do, you know, if the, if they go under, they'll just get a, uh, a, you know, they'll just get a bailout from the government. That's right. What is it? You know, they know that like they did. They under, know that they'll just fire up the printers at the Federal Reserve and like bam. they did under the. Obama and Biden administration. Right. So yeah. here, here we know. go again, and, and that's right. You know, you pulled up a graph too. We were at, we were talking about that, and you pulled up a graph that was. Uh, it said that so these government started guaranteeing loans in nineteen sixty five, I believe. So then they they put a graph up. One of them was the line going for where it's actually gone with government guaranteeing loans right. and where it would have gone if just if adjusted it, to the marketplace and right. inflation. Adjust, yep, adjusted to and inflation. it was much more of a flat, steady, growing line yep. if it was adjusted to the marketplace and inflation. Where it's gone has skyrocketed yep. up way above and beyond. And in about 1985, the yep. disconnect really started to show yep. in the graph. And uh, I just... I, I don't think it's much debatable anymore that, that when government gets involved with business and business gets involved with government m- lobbying, mm-hmm. you, you be, you, there, this is a fundamental problem in our country. And, yeah. and school loans and everything falls into that issue. And if you're going to say you made a deal, pay it back, um, I mean, the United States has broken a lot. The government has broken a lot of its oh, yeah. deals. And uh, they, you know, it's a it's a double standard. Here we go again. Rules for rules for thee and not for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that people have lost. A lot of people have lost faith in this in our in our systems in our old systems, and they need to see these things become restored. And um, student loans. I though I do agree with you. I would personally side with you. Right. That if I'm an investor and I give somebody money uh, and they say they're going to pay it back, that one day I get that back or my estate or something, even if they fall on hard times, that they try to come back and at least do their best. Right. Some people just fall out and life beats them down. It's just money, dude. Move yeah. on, right? That's, I mean, at the end of the day, you know. But also don't loan money to people that are at high risk. Right. You know, and definitely not under bad circumstances if you do that type of stuff you are kind of asking for it too and you do deserve some of the responsibility as well right and that's what you're kind of dealing with here you know i think on both sides and the government again has the responsibility in that and the banks but definitely an interesting topic and i think it deserves a lot of a lot of talk a lot more than it gets remember right now none of this stuff is being talked about by the congress or anything no one cares they're all arguing back and forth the Republicans and Democrats that that are supposed to be helping everybody that we all vote in supposedly vote in are supposed to be helping everybody out, and they're supposed to be figuring out these problems and finding solutions. 
I have not seen anything as far as any solutions to really many problems these days. I mean, even the businesses have been shut down. Is there even a deal going to help some of these businesses out that are being locked down? Not that I know of, not at this moment. I mean, uh, no. I think I heard of some sort of stimulus the other day. Uh, I believe it said something about, like, pretty much if you get the vaccine, you'll get a stimulus, like $1,000 or something like that. Honestly, you know, don't quote me on that. Uh, that was just a headline I saw, scrolled right past it, didn't yeah. read the article. So. Fun to play, yeah. But, yeah, fun to play with, yeah. fun to play fun with. To, fun to joggle around in the mind. Uh, but no, other than that, little random headline, I have not seen anything about any sort of stimulus package. In the yeah, works. I don't know, and I could, there could be very well, could be one that they are talking right. about, and we just don't know it because there's so many other headlines, and the media is not covering it. That could be very possible. Yep. Um, but either way, just, I mean, I think getting involved with your communities, we've said it before, you know, getting involved in your communities uh, in any way that you can, I don't mean going down to every event and being, you know, but as, as comfortable as you are doing things to help, even if it's just cleaning up trash in your communities and right. just being a, a, a good part of your community and paying attention there, that's definitely a way that we can start to... Um, at least keep ourselves focused on some sort of a rebuild for ourselves while all this is going on because right. people are going to fall apart through this. There's yep. no, I mean, yep. no doubt about it. And I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. We're going to move right into the next segment, and this is going to take a, a left turn when maybe we should have taken a right. Yeah. right. But, dude, I have thought about this a lot in my life, man. Yeah. A lot. I like to fish, yeah. okay? I have never seen on video or heard of a story where somebody caught or hooked a dolphin, the mammal, a dolphin. Yeah. Why is that? I, th- I think that it's probably because they're they're smart. They know when people are fishing and they know to avoid those hooks. That's just my uh Now they have thought. been caught in nets. They have yeah, they do get caught in nets a lot. Uh but I mean I don't know because I have been I've been fishing down at the Gulf before you know and you'll see out in the you know you'll see a, a, a few hundred yards out you'll see the dolphins start to breach you'll see their backs and their dorsal fins come out of the water you know uh, and but I've never hooked one like you said I've never hooked one I've never heard of anyone hooking yeah, one yeah you know like you don't go down there and hear an angler like you go meet an angler right hey sir what are you get down here catching today dolphin <laughs> the <laughs> mammal. Yeah, I've yeah. never met someone like that. They don't even try, right. you know, because you can't, can't well, pull them. I don't them. think you're actually supposed to. Yeah. Well, of course think, not. Yeah, yeah, but you can't to. either. Right. You can't. I mean, yeah. they Doesn't put fish like that they eat on the hooks and throw it out there, and you know they're there, and they don't right. bite it. Yeah. So it's like even if you tried, you really can't. You can't catch them. Right. I've never heard That's of right. it. Yeah. It's kind of like the carp in this river. You ever tried to catch a carp out of the, Dude, out of the Medina River? Dude, I swear river? I've I've caught a carp at, in Medina Lake. Have you? I've caught carp before. Yeah. And and the only reason is because a gentleman who was a lot older than me from Castroville, he was he's passed away now, he's deceased. He was in his 70s or 80s at the time. But uh he taught me, he had this dough recipe that he made and he would put it on a treble hook and just set those down at the bottom of the it had like cinnamon and and you know all this stuff to make this dough that stuck to this treble hook and he sank that thing down to the bottom and just said wait dude just wait and we would catch carp you know use them as cut bait you can't really eat them carp don't taste very good but use them as cut bait to catch catfish and those do taste good 
I uh, think. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of uh, I've heard of using Chex Mix and Big Red. I know that sounds weird, but I have been told that if you take Chex Mix and Big Red, yeah. and and stir it into a doughy, you know, uh, blend. That you can catch carp on that if you put it on a treble hook. That's what I've heard as well. So yeah. dough, some sort of dough, because right. I guess it's because they they you know they swim around at the bottom and they yeah yeah and they don't like they don't eat yeah, yeah they, I mean they they right. basically eat algae and things yeah. off the bottom they yeah. like get basically a trash fish that's why they don't taste good too you know right. and that's what people argue about catfish but the thing about catfish that are different than that is they will just eat pretty much anything they're basically like tiger sharks you know right. but they also they eat a lot of fish. Yeah. You know, they eat a lot of frogs and fish and stuff like that. So right. you are still getting the nutrients through those of you eat them. With right. carp, they don't eat anything like that. They're eating yeah. nothing but stuff Algae off the stuff bottom. Like yeah. That, yeah. Or, or your dough yeah. on your but, bait. Uh, your checks Mix and Big Red, whatever yeah. they're eating. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. But no, yeah, back to the dolphins. I, I don't. That's the only thing I can think of as to why you never hear. I think I did one time see some sort of story out of Corpus Christi. About some guy who hooked a dolphin and ended up reeling it in and got in some kind of trouble with the authorities. Yeah. For, for catching a dolphin. So I guess. But if, I guess. But that's the only time I've time I've ever heard of it. So I don't know. He's know. like, dude, sorry, it's an accident, man. What yeah. am I supposed to do? What do you do? want to do? Yeah. yeah what are you cut supposed the hook. To do if, you, if you don't know what it is, cut until the it line. Comes in, yeah. You know. But if you cut the line, then you're leaving a dolphin out there with a hook, with in, a hook in its mouth. You Which know? it will. It will. It will. Get it guess, out or break yeah. it. It will. It will erode over time, won't it? I mean, yeah, in the salt water, yeah, I guess it but, might. But I don't know. Hooks, it's still not favorable. Hooks are made I, to be in water, so I, I don't would know. not want to walk around with a hook in my mouth. I no, know that. So, uh, yeah. so I guess that does yeah. suck either way, right? Yeah. If they have to swim around with that in their mouth, you know. But it just—I've never. If that did happen, you know, we'd have to. We need to look into that, though. It's something we should bring back sometime, right. and see if we can go find any stories. And if anybody who listens can find any stories and bring it to our attention, then we appreciate it, because uh, I just think that's uh, yeah, that something I've always—it's always, it's always just blown thing. my mind. Do we fished? We would go down there and fish, and it's like, hey, here come the dolphins. They just swim right by where we're fishing. Yeah. Do do do. Oh, you yeah, know, you know uh, We've talked about the jetties. On this show, I think you know we go down to the jetties on Port Aransas, and uh, you'll you'll see sea turtles out there. You'll see a lot of sea turtles, and you'll see dolphins in those in that in that uh, little jetty, little uh, you know the lane where the ships come through. Yeah, that you'll see lots of dolphins in that. And if you're taking the ferry that connects Port Port Aransas to Aransas Pass, you know if you're ever on the ferry there, I've been on the ferry just going oh, yeah. right across the bay. And there'll be dolphins right there next to it, you know. Yeah, and if you actually go up into Port Aransas a little ways into the flats, into the ship channel, and you go up, so if you go down like Cotter Street and then turn on Avenue G, which is like it's back at the very back end where you get on the ferry in Port Aransas. Yeah. But then you keep going, keep going back to Avenue G, and then there's like a little neighborhood you're gonna come to eventually, and then you go through. You there's like a park back there, and it's like a bird preserve. And you can go even fish off the edge back there, and there's like the channel way where all the ships come through. And my son and I went down there last year for his birthday, and we were fishing down there and having no luck. But yeah. the dolphins came, I mean, literally, man, sitting from me to this table. They right. came right up to us. I mean, they were just, they were looking, just, I guess, investigating what we were doing. And yep. 
It was amazing. I, I mean, I've seen them out in the jetties as well, and I've seen them, you know, you pretty much see them all the time yeah, if you yeah, go down you there or on the, on the ferry, like you said, right. as well. But uh, that time specifically, man, we were, they were right at us. I mean, we, so it's like a little wall. There's like a retaining wall from the ship channel right there. Right. And we were just right there at the wall, and they were four feet down, you know, it was yep. amazing. Man, it was so cool, and you just see them, and you're just like, man, this is a... This is a serious animal right here. This oh, yeah. is a, this is not just they're, some little fish. No, yeah, they're a big <laughs> animal, and they're beautiful, man. They're they're, they're absolutely beautiful and uh, and smart, incredibly smart. I would like to know more about them. I, yeah. I like their communication patterns, and the, the also like about dolphins and and orcas. They have different dialects around mm-hmm. the world, different yep. pods. They have accents to their. Clicks There's so little stuff. we know about them. Yep, it's amazing, man. That's cra- they're a crazy animal. If there's like a an animal that I think we that I personally would really like to know more about, it's those sea those big sea creatures like that because they just have a mind of their own to me, yeah. whole nother world, and that's kind of why the ocean scares like it does intimidate me. You know, like I wouldn't just want to go swim to Alcatraz. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I've heard of people doing that swimming for, to Alcatraz, right? Oh, really? In the ocean? Huh? I think so. I think yeah. Nick Diaz, who's a UFC fighter. I think he did it. We have to look it up, but I think he did it. Swam really? from California to Alcatraz. Yeah. Have to check That's that out. Crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah. You got to we got to fact Alcatraz. check this stuff. I just still we throw it out there. We'll have to we will have to fact check it on ourselves. Like really look it up if this stuff happened, right. but I think I did see that. All right, next is a uh, huh. would you, would you rather, man? Here we All go. All right. All right, would you rather take a private train ride across the continental US? Let's say from the Everglades, you get on a train. I don't even know if you can do this, okay? But if you can, let's say you can do this. Right. You get on from the Everglades and you literally go up the continental U.S. Let's even say you go all the way to Alaska, okay? You get to right. see pretty much the whole U.S., pretty much, yeah. you know, just straight across it. Or you can take a private cruise down the coast of Central America. What would you rather do? I think I'd rather do the train ride. Yeah. Yeah. Go see so, the... so, man, I, I've been on a few cool train rides. I like trains. I did uh, the Silverton to Durango train ride through the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. That was a beautiful ride. I did the uh, Fairbanks to uh, uh, Anchorage to the Fairbanks, Fairbanks. Uh, train ride in Alaska. In the summer? Went, yes, it was summer. in the summer. We went underneath Mount Denali, which is the tallest mountain in the continental... In, in, uh, in North America, on the continent, uh, but it was. I'm actually, glad you call it Mount even, Denali. Yeah, Denali. Yeah, yeah, I know. What, M- do, M- do people say it wrong? McKinley, right? A lot of people call it Mount McKinley, right? Uh, I, aren't those two different mountains? No, I don't think. I don't think so. Really, Denali National Park is uh, right. I think we're talking about the same the same mountain, Mount McKinley. Mount, no, Mount Denali, man. And I know, I know, I know, I know. So listen to this. Its name yeah. is Mount McKinley, but locals there always called it Denali because it's in Denali National Park. And so oh, okay. recently they renamed it to give it its credit back and call it Denali. Really? But we know it as the tallest peak on, on the American continent, right. Mount McKinley. That's what you were taught in schools and it was in history yeah. books. It was never taught as Denali Peak. I huh. never saw it as that. You can even look when it up. We would, I, I only call it Mount Denali because when we did the train the ride... The locals call it that. Yeah. That's why people go back and say, no, the local, it's called Denali Peak. That's yeah. what it's called. And you know, that's why... I think it's been changed. I think it has been changed. I don't think they... 
It's not referred to as McKinley P- Mount McKinley anymore. Right. And you, if you have your phone, you can look that up yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Look let up me, the history me, of that. Let me give that a look. And real and quick. I'll just keep I'll just keep scatterbraining because yeah, I do man. think that that is a, uh, I do think that that is something that happened recently, and I I, I think that is how tall is that mountain? What is it like? Twenty four thousand feet up in the air, at least over twenty thousand feet up in the air. You know. That's, uh, let's see. Elevation twenty thousand three hundred and eight feet. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Let's see. And does it say Denali? I'm looking on the uh, on the Wikipedia of it. Yeah, it says Mount Denali. Uh, Denali. Type oh, in. Oh, also known as Mount McKin- McKinley, its former official name. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. say they did yeah. change it back because it's did. former. So when did they? So they must have changed it recently. Yeah. I love I love that they changed it. I feel like that's a win for the people. You know what I mean? Like, no, we call it Denali, man. This is Denali Peak. This is the mountain that's been here. Our people have climbed this peak before anyone came here and climbed it. It was in you know? 2015, but I went I went to Alaska way before 2000. 2015. But the locals called it that, yeah. and that's exactly why it got changed back, man. Huh, that's a win that's for crazy. the people right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right here. That's that cool. Is nuts, that's man. cool, man. I like that. Uh, okay, so number two, would you rather? Uh, okay, well, I guess I gotta say what I'd rather do. I think I'd actually on this one rather go down on the ocean, live in a boat, and go down Central America because I want to go through the Panama Canal. Yeah, that's something. Even though uh, that I know, would be cool. I know people in America kind of think like uh, crazy things about China. I know China has a lot to do with the Panama Canal, but I mean, right. I think people are just people. You know, I think it'd be cool to go through the Panama Canal. I think it'd be cool to stop like at Costa Rica. See the mountains, like how the mountains flow into the ocean at certain parts. I think that's yep. really cool. Um, and just also like to be around aquatic species for a little while, you mm-hmm. know, because I live on land all the time. Yeah. You know, to go live in a boat for a little while. I'm kind of fascinated by that, man. I have to say, there are families you can look up that live in houseboats. Oh, like, they'll yeah. like sail yeah. the world. It's amazing, right. man. Well. I don't know what they're doing right now. <laughs> I guess they're just out chilling, you know? Yeah, Come right. and get water, put a mask on, and go back out, you know? Jeez. <laughs> no Crazy mask out man. in the... I wonder if they make them wear a mask out in the Pacific. <laughs> I don't know. Hell no. How would he do so, that? Yeah, dude. I don't... But I know they do on, like... The, they're doing, like, cruises and stuff still right now, you yeah. know? But, uh, but they... I, they probably gotta wear a mask. Oh, on a cruise, yeah. yeah. But if you're cruise. just sailing in your own yeah, boat no, with your family, yeah, 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 yeah no yeah, way. They can shove it, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm basically a thousand miles from nowhere, like Dwight Yoakam right yeah. now, dude. No. Uh, yeah. All right, so what do we got? We got uh, number two here. Okay, so we uh, we actually went hunting, and I know you've always you've even you've been around coyotes and things, being out in some hunting stories, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're out, you're out, it's just about to get light outside, right? You're on a trail and you're out there, you know, doing your thing, trying to get a white tail for the, for the year or whatever. And would you rather, in that situation, right? okay, your gun's not even loaded at the time. You just think you're going to get there. You're just walking, trying to get there, caught off guard. Right. Would you rather come across a mountain lion or a pack of coyotes? Like oh. maybe three or four coyotes. What would you rather come oh, in? Oh, the mountain lion. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. No, not the mountain lion. The coyotes. Yeah. For sure is what I would rather come across. First of all, my gun would always be loaded. <laughs> I know. And I was looking at you. You're like rolling your eyes. Like, hell no. No way. Let's just get that, let's just get that out of the way right now. My gun would always be loaded. I knew it, man. Uh, I couldn't go yeah. there. <laughs> Amateur, amateur, <laughs> walking to walking around with an unloaded gun. First mistake. <laughs> uh, but, uh. 
No, yeah, I've been, you know, I've walked down, I used to walk a, a lot down the roads, you know, here in Medina before I had a driver's license, and I've been approached by coyotes on the road before, you know, they you just throw a rock at them or something, and lots of times you can get a coyote to run away, you know, they're, yeah. they're not too interested in you. A mountain lion, uh, I don't know, you know, it, I, you I'm sure you saw that viral video not too that came out not too long oh, of ago the guy. of the guy who came across a mountain lion on the trail. That was a special circumstance though because she did have cubs which she was trying to get him away from. And I think he probably knew in the back of his mind I'm sure you know, I'm sure he wasn't thinking it too much at the time, but I, I uh it was pretty obvious that, that she was only trying to get him away from the cubs. You know, yeah. I don't think that he, she... He actually was, handled it pretty well. Oh, he handled it perfectly. Yeah, and I, but again, me. if you're if you're in that situation, he I don't know that he actually saw it and said, okay, she's only protecting her cubs. Right. But I feel like that uh, we saw it and we didn't have the right. emotions. We, didn't, yes, we exactly. knew what she was That's doing. That's what I'm saying. He yeah, wasn't definitely. thinking that at the time. You know, yeah. he was just backing up. But he did it real... He was he did a great job And he didn't made noise. Uh, made noise. Yeah, a he made bit, a lot you know. of noise. And he never... He didn't turn around and, you know, you always face him. You don't turn and run. Yeah. You turn and run on a cougar, you're done, man. Any you're cat. Over. Yeah, Any cat. You your know. house cat. Yeah. Dude, your house cat will get you. You know <laughs> really? what I'm saying? Yeah. They just can't uh, help it. They'll be sleeping, and you I know? Mean, and there was even instances in that video where that mountain lion charged him, you know, came right up to in front of him, you know, did, but but stopped short, you know. Yeah. She, she wasn't, she wasn't going to attack him, I don't think. I don't think, unless he tried to attack her i don't think that there was any instance where she was going to attack him yeah. in that situation she didn't she want was, to eat she him. was hurting yeah. him away from her cubs yeah you know but uh but no i would definitely rather come across the uh coyotes with all the running around out here in these hills i've done and and you've done i'm really surprised that neither one of us have a uh a, a real life mountain lion encounter story to tell not yet i I don't i don't not yet yeah not yet yet. keep going though you just might you know the one i want out here and i personally i don't really want to come across them and i do arm myself i don't think i think that 95 percent of the time it's going to be a peaceful encounter and i'm much more ready with my camera than i am with any firearm but i will always be protected because i gotta say i'm not gonna let it i'm not gonna get eaten by a cat out here dude i'm sorry it's just not going down like that, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll wait. I'll, I'll at least, I'll at least, you know, I would never just go out looking to harm an animal like that. You know, yeah. I think they have their place. But the black bear, man. I think oh, the yeah. black bear, it would be, I know for sure. I know they're not populated here. I don't think they do populate here. But I do think they pass through here from yes. time to time. And uh, it would be cool. As a matter of fact, they definitely they pass definitely through do. here. Somebody uh, hit one near Hondo not too long ago, and Hondo is just you know forty five. How long drive. ago is that? A year? That was a few years back. A few years back, yeah. Because yeah. and then there's one that got shot in Kerrville back in 2012 or something on a ranch, yeah. uh, which you in know, Kerrville really? Yeah, north of Kerrville. The, north the, of north, Kerrville. yeah, like Junction, more like on I I10 somewhere oh, okay. up there in that, well, yeah. you know. But uh, I I. I love the wildlife out here, man. Like some days I just go out to just go see the wildlife. Right. Just go watch it. Now, if you see a pack of pigs, like the pigs here are a problem in Texas. Yeah. There's that's undeniable. They they are a real problem. Mm-hmm. I'm even seeing parts where they're just rooting up 
a lot of like grasslands and stuff. They just yep. waller everywhere. But there's just a lot of them. That's that's one of the issues. But it'd be cool to see a cat. And I think if I was going to get approached by one of those, I'd probably rather get approached by the coyotes because they can't climb trees. Yeah. You know, a mountain lion is just much more agile and could probably really, if you weren't prepared for a mountain lion, they yeah. could uh, they could kill you. Oh, yeah. For sure. Easily. Like coyotes, they're pretty small. You know what yeah. I mean? They are a dog. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever like, had a dog, you know, a stray dog out in the neighborhood come at you or something, but like, right. you can get a pretty good kick on a dog. They only really use their mouth, right. you know, for the most part. Like, a, a, a cougar will sink its claws into yeah, you and bite down your neck, and, and its teeth are like inches of just mm-hmm. solid bone, sharp bone, saw bone, you know, just. Yeah. That's it, dude. Yeah, like, that's the thing about it. One good mind. bite, and your life is yeah, over, that's dude, it, for man. sure. Yeah, You're going to bleed it. out right there, you yeah. know? Uh, it's no joke. Yeah. I would not want to come across one of those. And I kind of joke about it a lot of times. They're like, Boone, I cannot believe you run out there and you don't run with protection. Yeah. And I always say, dude, why in the hell would I run with a condom on? You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I run during the daytime a lot of times, too. If I was going to go out there in the morning time or when I do go out there in the morning time, I, I don't. I don't feel the need uh, to, to, you know, I always arm myself in the morning time, but I don't feel, I don't feel threatened out there, man. Right. You know, I just. No, yeah, you just have it there. Yeah. Just in case, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a smart thing to carry. There's bow say. hunters that go out into the Rocky Mountains and then into Alaska with just their bows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a quiver full of arrows. Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we are, we are a pretty strong species and. I don't undercut that. Most animals right. do not want to come in contact with us. No. They do not want to see a human. They know humans go pow. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Number three. Would you rather would you rather be one of the first to get COVID nineteen vaccination? One of the first to get it. <laughs> or would you rather never go on an airplane again? Man, I think I would rather just never go on that airplane again, man. I, I don't think I'd have a problem with that yeah. at all. Never getting on an airplane again. I, in fact, I think you could just go ahead and, even if they shut down state borders, hell, I'll just never leave Texas again, man. <laughs> you know, when you think what an airplane is, man, it scares me, dude. No, yeah, I've I've been on <laughs> uh, on quite a few airplanes, and yeah, it is, it it is unsettling. It's an unsettling yeah. thought when you're up there. And you know you're what thirty thousand feet. Yeah, in the there's air no going back like at that, that point. Yeah, yeah, you're thirty thousand feet in the air, man. One, I mean, you know, we say one little thing goes wrong. There, there are quite a few successful emergency airplane landings. Yeah, uh, certainly, and they they do say that statistically it is the safest way to travel. Uh, you know, you're like if you were flying across the country you would have a much more higher statistical chance of getting in a car accident driving across the country. I could see that for yeah. sure. And I definitely I definitely believe that. The difference is if you do get in an accident in an automobile. Yeah, you're you know, not 30,000 feet yeah, in the air. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you will. Right. Yeah. You know, when are the airline companies just going to start having parachutes on every seat, dude? You know, so if something yeah. goes wrong, it's like, dude, we can't land this thing, man. Right. Everybody, your best shot is this. Your best shot Pull is the plug. I mean, I think there are probably, there's probably a compartment full of parachutes somewhere on an airplane. I don't know for sure, but I would imagine so. I mean, I, it would seem like a very... Uh, 
Yeah, they're like, how it many? It would par- seem like a very obvious thing to have they're on like, an airplane. We're going down, the captain. We're going down. Yeah. That's what he looks at his crew. He's like, how many parachutes do we have? They're like, yeah. we got four. <laughs> how many staff do we have? Five. He's like, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> no. But you're out of you here. You know. I mean, hey, look at the Titanic. Yeah. You know, they had like so few lifeboats on the Titanic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe but, that, man? Oh, man. The Titanic is a sad story. That's a I mean, it, that, all that, of them are, man. A, Even plane crashes. Yeah. If you really look into individual plane crashes and think about that, what's happening, what a horrible way, you know, to like feel, man. That's it. Man, one time, <laughs> I'll tell this story. This is, I hate this, but one time I was coming home. I, I went to go to Las Vegas to go see my sister just at a last minute kind of trip. And uh, <laughs> I was coming back and we, it, it was rainy that day. It was like kind of thunderstormy. And, and uh, I flew back in <clears throat> to Austin. Right. And it's, it was really rainy in Texas. So like went the last part of the trip. And it started to hit some turbulence. You know, they say planes can drop up and down like quite a ways. Mm-hmm. And man, it got so turbulent that like I was like getting so nervous. And there was this couple sitting next to me. It was the girl and then the boy, you know. And I was so nervous, dude. I hate planes. Yeah. I hate flying. I was thinking this is it, dude. Like <laughs> for real. I was started to think that. And uh, we like went on this one jolt and I made this noise like, oh. <laughs> I was the only one, dude. I felt so stupid, dude. I like, I could not hold my head up for the rest of the ride, dude. I was like, damn, man, that's, that's horrible, you know. Like they knew it. They knew I was scared, you know, at that that moment. But uh, can't blame you, man. I, yeah. So no, I would definitely never go on a plane again. You know, I, I've already kind of boycotted the planes before that. Yeah. Definitely not going to boycott that vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, real, boycott dude, yeah. that. That, you know, that type of thing, because you don't know, no one knows anything about that, you know. I mean, it is ridiculous how they've pumped that I, vaccine. I don't know what the survival rate is exactly. I hear that the survival rate, if you get COVID 19, is about 99% for someone in my age group. I'd be fine not taking any of that medication. I'm not really that cool with the pharmaceutical companies. There's a lot of nonsense that goes on with that. I'll pass right. on that for sure. Uh, number four, uh, know the complete truth. Would you rather know the complete truth? All of every documented piece of paper, every white paper or, or every underlying story that we've never heard of about 9-11 or JFK. Which, which story would you rather know every little bit of detail about? Both Dang, huge, man, both both one, are yeah, huge instances one, yeah. in our country yeah. where the country really shifted right. after those instances. You know. Yeah. No, I man, that that is a hard one, dude. When That's did JFK? When did JFK die? In 1963. 65. Uh, I think it was 63 or 64, November 11th, right? In in the early 60s, even yeah. if it was. But when did when did um we say that the government became more involved with with um. Education. Oh yeah, college, sixty-five. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I think that. I, not to say he I wouldn't would have done it too. I probably have to go with J, with the JFK one. The JFK one, probably. You know, I I know that what Lee Harvey Oswald, right, is the name of the guy who was supposed to have killed JFK, official, and then was killed uh, by a guy named Jack Ruby. Yeah. Afterwards, who was who right. had ties to all sorts of things. Yep. Now, I mean, you know, yeah, I've never really, I've never really gone down the, the rabbit hole of the whole JFK thing before. But I do understand that he was that he uh, was having some, had some plans to 
eliminate some some uh, national banks and that, that you know that kind of thing. He really didn't like the idea of the uh, of the central banks and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, they got they, they got rid of him, man. Yeah, I mean, they, JFK. I, I, think, I, yeah. <laughs> I have no problem believing that's probably what happened. You know. Yeah. You know, he 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 was threatening the whole financial system. You know, the only the only thing that keeps this whole empire afloat, and that is the Federal Reserve. Yeah. You know. I think I I would I think that I would probably rather get all the papers on JFK because I think it is much more, uh, like within the realm of. Uh, of understanding you know like i think with 9-11 i think that there's just so much oh there would be so so many ties and things unbroken that i think that it would be a really strange thing to kind of unwind i think it'd just be hard to unpack everything it's just a lot of information for a brain to comprehend you know what really happened on and everything and just the sheer weight of like what physically happened in new york you know and uh that's a that's just a whole that's just a hard one to even dive into. It gives me a headache to be honest with you to even really think about it. But uh, JFK, man, I feel like in a lot of ways people have broke that down pretty good to not tell you what happened, but to tell you that like something fishy is up with that. You know, like for sure the president of the United States was assassinated in t- you know broad daylight, and yep. there is the Zapruder film was was taken that day and didn't come out until 1975, you know, and there's just a lot of evidence to suggest like when the Sabruder film came out and he was shot and he fell backwards (laughs) that led you to believe that he was not shot the way he was. And it's like, well, what does that matter? You know, it came out. Yeah, but it came out 12 years after the fact when people weren't really as as sold into it anymore. You know, they had already, okay, well, we've moved on. Yeah. We've lived through the Vietnam War now. You know, we've lost all of our family there. We're worried about other things, you right. know. A lot had changed by then. Yeah. Uh, so I think I would. I think that was actually a, a super important history, time in our history. It, it would be, and I think it's more reasonable because we're farther away from it that we could unpack that right. without emotion, yeah. you know, attached to it. I think that if, if 9-11 is ever going to be in someone's interest to really unpack it all, I think time has to pass. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, so I think I'd rather know that one too. All right. And then uh, segment five is, uh, we're actually running fairly good on time oh, here. Yeah. Not that we really have a time limit, I guess. Not right. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, segment five. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out, a, a musician of the week, and he doesn't really play anymore, but I was thinking about him the other day. I, I'd heard a song. He's from this area. His name's Charlie Montague. You remember, you know Charlie Montague? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. There's a song. There's a song called "As Bad as Billy Was" by Charlie Montague. Have you ever heard that song? Not well, when so. we get done, look up that song. It's called "As Bad as Billy Was." And Charlie has a lot of good songs. And he and he kind of is interesting musician because he kind of did some country stuff, but also had done some like more like kind of rocking stuff. Right. Uh, so he's really an interesting artist, but uh, he doesn't do music really anymore. I mean, I'm sure he still plays music. It's a big part of his life, but he right. just works. He raises his kids, yep. and he has a, a good family, and he's a good family man. And I just love people like that, and, and he is a friend too, and, and I, I like him. And I just thought to tell people about his old CDs, and he has that one song, especially as bad as Billy was. Right. Man, I heard that song the other day. I was like, this is a great song, man. Yeah. Really good, well-done song. 
uh, just on YouTube oh, yeah. or something, you know, yeah. going through. And I have him on my, I have a lot of his music on my uh, iTunes as yeah. well, actually. Because really? because I used to play that song on the Texas Music Hour oh, for okay. K-Fan when I used to do radio up there. Right. I used to play that song all the time. Not every episode or not even every month, but I would play it, you know, I probably played it a dozen times, you know, yeah. over the course. I And I played some of his other songs, but that one was the one that I always remember. And that's been years ago. Right. And then the other day it came in to my to my my ear. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, this is a good song. I forgot about this. <laughs> and then I see Charlie like on Instagram and stuff and I think he he was he's a cool guy, man. You never know if he'll make another more music one day. But uh right. you can listen to his music at home. You could look it up. Charlie Montague. Yeah. Yep. Montague, uh, yeah. Montague. How do you spell that? M O N T A G U E. Montague. Yep, that's yep, it. I think it that's is. it. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Yeah, and then uh, I wanted to give a tip too this week. Um, if you're like in this business and you're coming into this business, and I give my this is something I've been thinking for myself is uh, if you want to be a musician, you have to uh, you really have to know. I think this is probably true in anything in life, but I was told this by somebody who has a lot more money than me and has a, done a lot better in life financially than I have, which doesn't matter. But he's also a very happy person. Yeah. And he he does the things in life that he wants to do, and uh, beyond the money, you know, he told me, you know, you can do anything you want. You just have to know what you want in right. life. And if that means that you just want to have your family and get by paycheck to paycheck, you can have that. There's nothing wrong with that. Have pride in that, and go out and do that every day. And <clears throat> you know, if you want to play music and make music, then uh, know what you want out of that out of that business. Right. And like, no, do you want to be a songwriter where you don't, you know, maybe you just never really make that much, but you play the songs you want to play and, or do you want to go entertain people, be a cover artist and play in a cover band? Do you just want to be a guitar player? Don't right. even want to sing. You know, do you want to be somebody who never plays shows, but only goes and writes songs with people? And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to do other things along the way right. because you are for sure. You're going to have to probably do everything. You're going to have to do marketing and all that stuff for yourself, but you you have to have that objective to get there. You know, if you don't know where you're going, it's easy to get lost. Right. You know, and so that's kind of my tip is to, uh, if you do find yourself getting lost, reaffirm where it is you want to go, and that can change. You know, it's going to change probably even over the course of time. So yeah. that's my tip of the week, and then it's Levi's time now at the end here to break yeah, us man. down with anything he wants. Well, I'm just going to plug right into like uh, what you were just saying, uh, music, and uh, I'm going to do a music plug for. Uh, my favorite rock band. I, I know that we talked of on an earlier episode Plug about away, ACDC's they deserve new it. Power Up album. I don't know if you've listened to the a album bit, yet. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great album, man. Uh, it's uh, Power Up. It's available on YouTube. Anyone can go look it up and listen to it. Uh, just a great, just a great album, man. A few new, new ACDC songs. You know, who doesn't need a few new ACDC songs in their life? You know. I mean, <laughs> come on. It's 2020 and we're getting new ACDC songs. Think about that for a second, you know. Uh, when did they start? When uh, they, was their first album? They, first album, I believe, was 76. So they probably started in the early like 70s, that. mid-70s. Yeah, bon Scott died in 79, you know. So, I mean, and bon, and by the time Bon Scott died, they were already a big band, you know. Yeah. Pretty, a pretty big band. Yeah, wow. And, uh... But uh, but yeah no. So twenty twenty, they're it still is doing it. Twenty and ACDC. Well, actually, I believe that the 
that it was actually recorded in 2018. I okay, think. but still, it's only 2018. Still, still it's 40 you know, years, 40 right? years of rocking, man. And, you know, I mean, Brian Johnson, you know, he's overcome some uh, problems with his voice. He's overcome problems with his hearing. I can only imagine. How old is he? Man, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I really is don't know. Is he 75? No, he can't. <laughs> yeah. could he, he's, can he, he run could for run president? president oh, right now, man. Oh, man. Don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <it's> no. <laughs> I tell you what. But. <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Why, but, why, why, why do older, older people always, like, why not have a younger president? I'm not trying to be yeah, mean, no, but it's like, gonna... get people right there, dude, when they're, yeah, like, right. in that height of their life, you know? Like, yeah. man, I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't, you know? Right. Maybe there's a reason. You know, people have to become distinguished enough, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but ACDC, dude. <laughs> they're pretty for distinguished. Sure. Yeah, they man. are. They're, they're distinguished, distinguished, you know? Distinguished for sure, man. Nah, that's great that they're still doing that. And my take on older musicians still making music or still making politics, dude, is like, <laughs> you know, yeah. just keep going, man. Just yeah, No, nah, really, really, I mean, it, the musicians especially, keep keep going, man. Don't. Don't quit, even if you can't go out and do it like you once did or you don't make the same money you did. I mean, if you can do it, do it because I think it inspires the younger artist that like it gives them a direction like, oh, look, I could still play when I'm in my 70s or right. in my 60s. or Willie Nelson, dude. I, I, I've seen that guy twice in his 80s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. that's amazing, dude. That, that's really a is. really amazing story. It's, I, it's iconic. And right. ACDC's right up there. And all those, and there's a lot of other bands I'm sure we could bring up, and maybe oh, yeah. we should do more research into some of these older bands that are still like doing it because still going around. I, I think, think it's a said, cool. You brought up ZZ Top the other day, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're still they're doing still it. Rocking, oh, they're, they're still, still rocking. rocking. They'll play live. Yeah. They still play live. You yeah. know. I think they were uh, ACDC is planning some sort of live tour for the Power Up. They album. usually a band will at least do a show. Right. I don't think they're gonna do like a tour tour. Yeah. I think they might go to a few select cities and call yeah. it. Yeah, and especially with the social distancing and things yeah. going on, it might actually play into their favor to do something like a big setup where they just play and there's only a few select people. Not that to say I agree, I agree with that, but right. Ticketmaster is gonna be involved. You have to have a vaccination if you're going to uh, go to that yeah. concert, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? Apparently. Uh, but uh. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Um, it, it, it's cool, and I hope they do. I hope they do put on at least one show, just premiering some of their new songs. And uh, I know that when you, they don't want to play some of their old ones. But if you get in front of a crowd, man, they're gonna want your oh, old ones. You know, so if you just ones, yeah. do like a big production where it's just you and a few, you can just do your new some of your new songs. And yep. at that point in their life, it's about them having fun doing what they're right. doing. You know, it's not about us. You well, know what I'm saying? It was also like, it was a. Uh, the, the album itself is a tribute to Malcolm Young, because Malcolm Young, who was the rhythm guitarist from the very beginning, Angus Young's brother, uh, who, uh, you know, Angus Young is the lead guitarist of ACDC, and uh, they were the two brothers who, you know, kind of started the band. It was it was Malcolm and Angus's band from the beginning, you know. So did they hire yeah. another rhythm guitar player right after his passing? It's actually, much? now it's uh, Stevie Young, I believe is his name, who is... Angus's nephew. Oh, so they're okay. Keeping so it, they're keeping it in the family, man. Oh, yeah, man, that's a great. Yeah, family. that's great, man. That, yeah. that, that's cool. I'm, I'm all for it. And I, I love it. I, I need to listen to the album more. What is it yeah. called again? Power Up. Power Up. Yeah. Does it's, it rock pretty hard? Or? Oh, it's a good rocking album, man. I tell you what, 
I, I mean, a few of my, you know, really the favorite songs from it are uh, Shot in the Dark is a good one. And uh, what was the name of that other one? Nah, uh, oh, dang it. I'm drawing a blank right now on the Give name it, of the yeah, other song. Yeah, if you don't remember I mean, it, then come YouTube back with it next free. week. Yeah. yeah, it's on YouTube. Anyone can go listen to it. It's a great album. They still still sounds like ACDC, man. You know, and that's one of the things I think that really they need to get some props for because, I mean, you could take any of these songs and drop them in a jukebox in 1980 and nobody would even catch it. You know, nobody would even notice the difference. Yeah. They, they just... You know, where else are you going to hear new music being released that sounds like that? You know what I mean? You know, that's the only place you're going to hear it. That's right, man. (laughs) That's a very good point. You know, they kept that originality, and as time shifted, it made them even more original over time. Uh Almost like, oh, man, it's good to hear them again, right? Right. It'd be something like, I think about Eddie Vedder has kind of gone off and done uh, independent stuff. He was the lead singer of Pearl Jam. And he's gone off and done independent stuff, and... Uh, over the years and it'd be interesting to get Pearl Jam I don't know what it would take to get like a band like that I don't even know if I guess everybody's still alive and and able to do it you know but a band like that like just do another two I, maybe they have done that recently I don't even know if they have but uh, man there's so many bands you can kind of think about if they could just you know keep yeah. going like you know they how how influential would their music be today Music is funny how it just kind of grow it it goes in cycles. It seems like almost like you kind of get these periods where it gets really good and interesting, and then periods where it kind of flattens out and gets a little flat, and then something new kind of gets born, and then it gets you know it gets right. a high point again, and then it flattens out, and then something new is born again, and maybe that's like everything, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, ACDC man, it's crazy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, anything else you want to touch on, man? Anything? I think, man, I think uh, I think that's about it. Honestly, I haven't even caught ca- uh, haven't even caught up with the news in the uh, last few days since since Thanksgiving break. Probably I've been pretty happy. Been, yeah, yeah, I've been just <laughs> getting fat and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. been out a lot too. I haven't yeah. really been catching up with it. But I mean, for people who are interested, uh, I do know that there is still things going on with like the presidential race. Technically speaking, oh I mean, yes, I, yeah, you know. yeah. I guess we could we we could talk about that for a second, uh, uh, because I don't know if you saw, President Trump just today did his first interview since the election, and we're how many weeks from the election out are we now? Three weeks. Oh God, Three, yeah, four yeah. weeks, something about, like yeah, getting uh, closer to a month. Yeah. yeah, about about a month out from the election now, and he is still holding on to the. Uh, to not conceding and and claiming that the election was stolen from him, uh, so we'll see. I mean, you know, like we were saying earlier, this thing is not necessarily over yet. I mean, it it, it sure seems like it is, but Trump's still in there saying that uh, that it was stolen from him. I think if you're someone who values truth and not narrative, yeah, you know, I think that it's good no matter what side you're on. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, if you value truth and not just your party line or your narrative, but real principle, and that's why you stand on the side you stand on, it's good to let it just play out. Just let it play out because either way, the truth will prevail, and right. you know, I, it's going to prevail. But it, it is good to continue to pay attention to some degree because um, I was thinking about this, 
and I really have not been following it enough to have any knowledge on what's really going on or what's gonna what's gonna happen. From what I see, that Trump is is gonna lose this election. I mean, the yeah. machine is the machine. You know, yeah, <laughs> we we all can't right. forget that sometimes. And I think the machine is against Trump in this particular situation. And uh, and I'm not a Trump fan, man. And I, and as a matter of fact, I've gone over and watched some things. He he even like. Uh, you know, I remember I remember this actually in 2012 when Donald Trump said uh, Ron Paul has a zero percent chance of of winning the the nomination. Yeah. You know, and he kind of dogged on Ron Paul and his ideas on liberty and and uh, the other thing about Trump that I'm going to say real quick is his ties to uh, Bill Clinton and the Clinton family early mm-hmm. in his political life, especially when Bill Clinton was taking those 21. Re- plane rides with Jeffrey Epstein and he was a cool guy. You know, you can see Trump has said that time and time again. I don't want people to get to think this guy is a messiah. You know, he's a God that's going to come in and, you know, I think he has done a job in exposing a lot of the corruption from both sides. And here's how. From the left, people that hate him, they can't stand Trump. That How could this guy possibly have gotten in? There is no way. Our, Our country is screwed up, is broken if a guy like this can get in. Right. From the other side, he's gotten in and shown like, hey, you know what? Look at this. Uh, he's gone in and exposed all these other corrupt politicians who have destroyed our country for years and years and years. Both sides are admitting the same thing. Right. It's completely broken. Yep. And Donald Trump with these lawsuits, I think he's whether he wins or loses is irrelevant. He has exposed the corruption in our country. And he has made people really look in the mirror more deeply. And if you are... Any type of person who wants to move forward in a good way, you too will look in the mirror probably and like think about what you're doing with your life and, and what you're providing for the country, what what we all are doing. You know, It's an important time to do that. Man, I, I, I really think, you know, Joe Biden, we know what we're going we're gonna to get with Joe Biden. There's no, right. Trump was a wild card. And I think that history will actually be a lot kinder to Donald Trump than his, than time is right now. Yep. You know, for what where he was. It's just a very emotional time yep. for people. People that hate him because he's a billionaire. Remember, the Occupy Wall Street, you know, taxed the billionaires more. And now a billionaire's president. But if you follow Ralph Nader, Ralph Nader's a major progressive. He was behind OSHA and all the regulation of the industries. Ralph Nader ran for president. Right. Very admirable from the left side. Very progressive. Very admirable, principled guy, right? He was well respected from a lot of a lot of people. Um, he he wrote a book called "Only the Super Rich Can Save Us," and in a way, he sort of predicted this. He sort of predicted this in a way, and I don't think you've seen the end of this. I think this is only the beginning of this. Of and I don't mean Trump, but I mean opening the door to leadership in this country and changing yeah. it, changing the foundation of what it means and. Uh, I do really think that that's happened. Uh, Regardless, Joe Biden, if he becomes president, we remember Libya. Libya was never was never um, what's what's a good a really good neighborhood that people love to go to. Like it's very safe. I I can't even think of one. But you know, I can't even think of one. Think of you know. Uh, I'm it was not never very a utopia. That's yeah, for sure, but if there's yeah. a utopia, uh, think about. It. I'm not saying. Yeah, it was never a great place, but it was under control where people could travel there, and you know, you could go see the country, and you could, you know, it could, ha- and it's been destroyed. 
right. under Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And they, uh, the, of course, the Bush wars and Cheney wars that it gets so. I, I, I was, whenever I was in my 20s, I was really in, like, l- younger 20s. I got into politics and and stuff uh, very extensively, you know, and, like, I even protested many a times. I protested the Libyan war in the capital of, of New Mexico, Santa Fe, on the Capitol building, and they asked me to leave when yeah. the Libyan war happened, and that was under, but also Bush and what they, I mean, the whole thing has always been a sham. They, the... Republican Party when they they ousted Ron Paul, man, we all saw that. You know, younger generation saw how popular he was, yep. and the Republican Party would not let him be the candidate. They would choose Mitt Romney instead. You know, and then the sure. Democratic Party saw the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, this populist guy comes in that's well respected amongst the populist of his party, and here you have Joe Biden. In four years, in four months. This is going to be, he talks, he's telling you, he's telling you, this is going to be a dark winter. So keep your smile intact, keep your character intact, and even when the hard times come, just try to stay as positive as you can, pick each other up, and uh, it doesn't have to be as dark as they're going to try to make it, but we all know why they're talking like that, because we all know what's coming. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, politicians don't lighten it up. We have to lighten it up for each other, you know? Yep. And uh, that's where my mind's at, so... One uh, one hour and twelve minutes, man. Right. Is that good? Yeah, man. <clears throat> Is that yeah, enough? Right. I think we're 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 finally gotten in that groove now. I think this will be the third episode where we've kept it in and right at about an hour. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, right on. Man. And a big shout out to uh to uh a a big helper, Chris, for helping us get the podcast up and also doing some of our artwork and just try to like keeping it organized. Um, we really appreciate it, and he is actually having a child this week so uh congratulations to him and uh pumped up pumped up for that and uh that's exciting but uh thanks to thanks to everybody who would listen to this show we do appreciate that and levi i'll let you close it man yeah no like moon said we just we appreciate everybody who has uh tuned in so far and and uh giving us a subscription and uh if you do find us on itunes or Spotify or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, yeah Stitcher. I'm learning this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be sure to give us a subscribe. Uh, go ahead and leave a review. Uh, leave a comment with your review if you want. You know, tell us, tell us how we can improve the show. And uh, you know, we just, you know, we're gonna think independently about your yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll move forward. Yeah. It's great to yeah. get feedback. Yeah. It's great to no, get feedback, is. and real feedback is helpful. Um, hateful feedback is kind of uh, laughable, but yeah. I mean, it's all yeah. good, you know, if that's yeah. what you feel too. Whatever. I don't, I'm, you know, yeah, it's all good, but right. uh, you know, g- good feedback is always a positive thing and, and it is appreciated very much. But, uh, and also just dialogue and conversation yep. uh, for people who, who really, you know, want to come in and have a, a real conversation about things, not, not just being hateful towards one another, uh, right. even though the internet will always go there to some extent, uh, you know. Uh, I'm not going to come here with that energy and try to be hateful right. towards people. I mean, even Joe Biden. I'll say this. I If Joe Biden becomes the president, I hope he is the best president we've ever had. That yeah, means right. we're all doing good. Right. I hope he is. Yep. So I will say that right now. I, yeah. I truly hope that. I hope the same thing for Donald Trump. I hope the same thing for Obama. They they typically don't prove you right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I do I do think that uh, we're, 
it, it's gonna be all good and we'll, we'll play out we'll play out but yeah. peace out y'all give us the dialogue always thank you we want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast the independent thinking texans a lot of times you know we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing but who really does in this world it's a busy busy place Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.